My name is Daniel Morris, Senior Investment Strategist for BNP Paribas Investment Partners, and welcome to this week's edition of Market Breakfast. So last week, really pretty good from a market point of view. Equities up 1.1% for the week. Corporate uh, investment grade spreads, high yield spreads down slightly. Bond yields, government bond yields generally flat. Uh, so basically, you would look at it and say everything was just fine. However, the economic data told you, frankly, a slightly different story. We got Eurozone, Germany, uh, Japanese GDP, which all disappointed, slightly below expectations. You also had negative revisions to the previous period's GDP growth for the Eurozone in Germany. Uh, also in Germany, economic sentiment and current conditions, survey indicators came in worse than expected. In the U.S., industrial output disappointed. Inflation came up higher than expected. Uh, China, new yuan loans lower than expected. And then most notably of all, in the U.K., you had U.K. retail sales expected to grow by zero, not 0.7%, actually falling by not 02 So disappointing from an economic data, uh, but we still had the markets going upwards. So what does that tell us? Well, for now, we're just kind of looking at the good news, but we need to think about the risks that are out there. Number one, for Europe, going into this year, on one hand, we had the sense that economic growth or at least the recovery was pretty strong, stable, and that could hopefully mean it would withstand any political shocks that we might get. Uh, but now as we worry more about the political situation, you know, new polls in France and Italy, Germany, and so on, uh, and if, if at the same time we're a little bit more concerned about the economics, that's not a particularly good combination. So we're going to be watching very much the economic data in the first quarter for the Eurozone to see if the weakness that we saw in the fourth quarter is continuing. I also want to point out, though, on the Japanese side, even though the data did come in worse than expected, it was actually better than it looked if you looked at the components. Uh, net exports were very strong for Japan. The reason data disappointed is you, because you had a bigger than expected drawdown in inventories, but we tend to ignore that. So growth was actually better than it looks. Doesn't necessarily mean the future is rosy, however, because a lot of this is down to the yen. And we've really just done a big round trip in terms of the value of the yen. We're just back to where we were a year ago. So no fundamental change in the value of the currency. And so that makes us wonder, really, if you're going to see any acceleration in growth in the economy. Of course, the other big thing that we're wrapping up now is the U.S. earnings season. Again, numbers really pretty solid. However, again, a few things to make us a bit more cautious, especially when we've had another good run in U.S. equities. And that is, if you look at the contribution to growth by sector for U.S. earnings, uh, you find that U.S. corporate earnings, that growth rate that we had of around 6%, was quite dependent on tech. 40% of the earnings growth in the S&P 500 came from the tech sector, and that's even though tech only accounts for 23% of the market cap. So they're kind of doubling or more than double their weight in terms of earnings growth compared to the market capitalization. So that means that you've got to continue to see tech companies posting double-digit earnings growth in order to sustain such a high level for the S&P as a whole. So that should make us a little bit more concerned. After tech, however, the next best sector was financials, and there actually there is probably potential for decent earnings growth in the future, given that you should see less regulation. We know we have higher interest rates and also good equity and fixed income trading. The other thing, though, I want to point out, if you look at revisions for U.S. corporates uh, since the beginning of the year, 
the majority of companies have seen negative earnings revisions versus positive earnings revisions. So again, just a bit of caution, given uh, all the, the kind of good news, the enthusiasm that you've seen in U.S. equities uh, over the last, you know, since the election, but certainly over the last couple of weeks, I think the event we want to be looking for is the State of the Union addressed by Trump on the 28th. We should hopefully get a bit more detail about what exactly his priorities are going to be, what's going to be the legislative initiatives that we see coming out of the Trump administration and the Republican Party, because in the end, you've got to see some real change to support the increase in valuations that you've seen in U.S. equities. The last thing I want to point out, uh, in terms of the relative performance between the U.S. and Europe, Europe still lagging. I think that's, again, primarily down to the political risk, uh, even though fundamentals are a bit weaker uh, in the data that we saw recently, overall still looking good. But until we can get to the point where we're less concerned about French elections, Dutch elections, German elections, and Italian elections, uh, I think there is the risk that the political anxiety uh, weighs on European assets. But we do want to keep looking at the fundamentals nonetheless. And over the medium term, uh, Europe still should come good. So that's it for me this week for this uh, edition of Market Breakfast. Please join us next week for the next edition. Thank you for tuning in, and goodbye. This podcast presentation is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BMP Paribas Investment Partners or any affiliate. The information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.